0: Kate! Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about We need Blue. to talk to someone about <laughs> 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 Kate, oh my gosh. Schoolyard flashbacks. <laughs> Have you played a bit of What's the Time, Mr. Wolf, in your days? <laughs> If you haven't clocked yet, today we're talking about
1: Shadowlands and uh yes, what's the time Mr. Wolf was probably like the grade one
0: craze at okay. my primary school. Yeah. I reckon in prep it was the first like at school game I ever learned and my mind was just blown like wow, there is so much going on and it just opens so <laughs> many, yeah, portals to <laughs> to um yeah, I don't know. Why like, why why is it such a good game? <laughs> Uh, the threat of being eaten, I guess. The threat of being eaten. It's like chase
1: elements. Um, yeah. Practice counting. Yeah. Show off counting. That's always good. But there were always like the Cocos among it. I think um, this episode for me really divides the world into your blueies and your Cocos. You've yeah. got your rule followers and you've got your people who see rules more as guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> um forgiveness not permission yes, sort of
0: people yeah. yeah
1: i think i'm a cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not really sure i think i sort of veer between the two it depends what it is yeah, yeah sometimes i feel like i'm very like like to know what's happening
0: next and then
1: other times I'm like, Meh.
0: yeah i know that in all those games where you're supposed to like in those schoolyard games where you're supposed to Close your eyes, or not really yeah. know what's going on. Like I was always a bit of a peeker. Like oh, you yeah, know, yeah, I just yeah. couldn't couldn't deal with the idea that I didn't know what was happening and I didn't have a plan at all times. So <laughs> I think I think that would probably be Coco's approach here. Yeah. She certainly seemed to know how close Bluey and um, Little Sausage Legs were. That's <laughs> behind very true. Her. What's, what's the time, Mrs. Ten o'clock. Coco. What's the time, Mrs. Wolf? Dinner time. Got you.
1: Hokey. Yeah, thinking back to myself in those grade one games, like yeah, because
0: I'm quite tall and I have big feet, they were definitely littler steps that I was taking with them yeah, that's always the strategy. (laughs) Is this an Australian game or worldwide? Because I have seen commentary on um, Twitter that, oh, you know, we've started playing this at home and... They don't like, have What's the Time Mr. Wolf in well, other parts of the world. I, I don't know. Like, I haven't done the research here, but it, it doesn't seem a particularly Australian game. Like, it's no. not it's not what the t- What's the Time Mr. Crocodile. Yeah. But then so many of my childhood games involve crocodiles that I think <laughs> perhaps that is an Australian thing. What Shadowlands? is fun. All the shadowy grassy bits are the land, and all the bits in the sun is the sea. Yeah, and it's crocodiles in the sea. No,
1: crocodiles in any game context, like you know, are usually like the bitey things trying to get you, really, out. Yeah, they? Yeah, like they're there always are many bad. positive <laughs> games where crocodiles are the the innocent, you know, swamp dwelling creatures. Um, in the house
0: that uh, we moved into when Bon was about two, and we rent, um, there's. It's got like an under house storage kind of situation and yeah. um, doors at the back of the house that go into that storage that are locked with a padlock. And the first time Bon asked age what was in there, age, was just like, oh, crocodiles. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's just been like a running story ever since. Um, the, what, crocodiles the, what the crocodiles the are up to, why we can't play with the crocodiles. <laughs> Bon's a curious kid, though. Has he wanted to see the crocodile? Oh, he's taken it at face value to this day and he's three and a half now um like I
1: think he's He's he's, gonna be racking up the therapy bills incredulous
0: (laughs) but he hasn't seen anything to prove there is not crocodiles down there (laughs) and it's flown over into like other parts of life as well I remember the first time we walked past you know those bike cages where you put your bike in the cage to lock it up um we walked past one of those and. Bon wanted to know what was going on and in my head I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm gonna to have to explain to him that people steal bikes and oh the world's a depressing place. I'm like, Oh you know, they just put those bikes there to be safe and he sort of looked at me knowingly, he's like, From crocodiles <laughs> So, yes, I think any kid um, would be into this Shadowlands game just on the basis of crocodiles alone. (laughs) I'm so surprised it's actually taken us this long to get around to Shadowlands because it's
1: actually one of my favourite Bluey episodes. Yeah, I, I love everything from the music to the game, that sense of adventure throughout. You know, there's almost like... Um, Indiana Jones-esque, like there's the MacGuffin sort of thing with the cupcakes and trying to get to the parents on the picnic mat. Yes. There's the, you know, race against time against the the, the, shadow, of the shadow. Yeah. Yeah,
0: rather than sliding under a door or, you know, all that sort of thing. Oh, it's high adventure out there. It's great. Yeah. And this park is just divine. Like they've clearly, it's safe enough that they've got their full roam of it. And, you yeah. know obviously the mums on the mat can see them wherever they are but i reckon i've been in in that mum on the mat situation so many times and you see your kids out there roaming and go i wonder what they're talking about <laughs> so it is good to know it's probably crocodiles <laughs> <laughs>
1: the music in particular in this one is just absolutely stunning and it's an original composition from what i understand um yeah and our good friend Wade did send yes. <laughs>
0: musical notes. I feel like we talk as much about Wade as we talk about Bluey these well, days. Well, he's, but...
1: he's a, a recent listener and he emailed us and, yeah, we would love all the Wades <laughs> of blue fans of the world. So um, if you missed our episode introducing Wade a few weeks back, Wade uh, went
0: to uni with Joff Bush and music student and in uh, uni. Mm-hmm. Yeah, studied, they'd say, jazz piano together and... Um, even and wade doesn't have kids but has become quite the bluey enthusiast and wouldn't
1: you if it was uh, your uni mates
0: yeah, doing the and, show and he's got um nieces and nephews who are very much on board and um yeah he's he's doing that. such a good uncle thing to do just embrace the show that the kid loves yeah. and yeah obviously uh, that's a it's good place to-, to build relationships <laughs> you get massive cred with your nieces and nephews if you like bluey i reckon yeah
1: because, i mean my niece rose is six she had a bluey themed birthday party and she was asking me questions about bluey and i could give her answers and she just uh, thought that was the best
0: that is pretty I wore my cool. bingo earrings yeah that was great uh, yeah man it's better than those days where all the little nieces were into frozen <laughs> 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 you just had to like so let it, and go. Like, let it go yeah yeah so what uh, Wade's point was about the music mm. in this episode was um, two words, Lydian mode. Yes, so Lydian mode. I reckon that's something you probably know about, Kate. Well,
1: um, it's a... So in in music, you have lots of different... Um, way like there's only twelve main notes and the way that you put them those notes in order it can make it sound happy. So if it's a major scale, um that means that you sort of go da 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 you know you it does sound happy do, re, mi fa se, la, dee, do. And then if you've got a minor scale that sort of has different flats or sharps in it to sort of make it sound a bit sadder. bring it down. Sure. Yeah. Lydian mode um, was quite often used in like uh, in the impressionist era of music. Okay, so I um, don't around... even know there was an impressionist era. Oh yeah, of music. yeah. So the the eras are like um, oh sorry, it's been a long time <laughs> since I studied music history and styles. But I think, I think, and I'm sure lots of people jump in to correct me, but there was like the Baroque era where you've got your very elaborate ornate and it matched the architecture of the time. If it's not Baroque, don't (laughs) fix it. Then you have the classical era, which sort of uh, aligned with the Age of Enlightenment, which um, music became a lot more structured and balanced. Then we moved into the Romantic period, which is where you get your Tchaikovsky's and your Uh, Rachmaninoff's, you know, this big over the top, you know, sort of emotional (laughs) sort of music and then we went into something called the Impressionist and Expressionist eras around the same time Okay, so your Impressionists obviously lots of people know Impressionist artists like Monet um, uh, but then there were Impressionist musicians as well like Debussy and they used these different types of scales that were inspired by Music from far off places like Japan and Asia, ah. and um, Lydian mode is a, a way that notes are arranged that um sort of has a almost like a magical, mystical sort of quality okay, to it. Okay,
0: yeah. See, I'd read dreamlike, and yeah, yeah same, same. Um, if people are sort of grasping for what that might be, it's used often in film, and when e t takes flight yeah. on the bike, that is that is peak Lydian mode, apparently. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a way that you can structure the notes to basically make music sound
0: mysterious and magical. Oh, yeah, you were amazing. That was
1: <laughs>
0: man, laying it down, Kate McMahon. Um. Okay, so and now we are in. Okay, Drake, uh, <laughs>
1: Drake era, Drake Swift era. I don't know. What?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not a terrible yeah. place to be either. But back to Lydian mode in the field. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the the music kind of flips between kind of jaunty and then the lydian mode when yeah. when the gameplay gets a bit dramatic i suppose
1: the music's so beautiful in that it does oscillate between those really light <Lakats> mm-hmm. <says> and then when the wind's coming and things are getting dramatic yeah it's um it really matches the action that we sing on the scale.
0: Sorry, I just
1: had a bit of a burp. It's okay. I'm past the point where Man, this is
0: an issue for me. This baby is going to be coming out so knowledgeable. Oh, like, you may or may not be playing classical music to it, but uh, <laughs> to him, sorry. But, um at least he's of hearing crap, a brief history of <laughs> recorded music. Fantastic. Louis, look out! Louis. I think the music playing up, the drama, is really important because this episode doesn't have a lot of gag moments. Like, it is just drama, 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 really. And it is the game, of course, that pushes the plot along. It's really just the kids kind of... um, like practical thinking and thinking outside the box that makes, that are the moments of this yeah. episode. And then I guess it peaks when they can't get to the cupcakes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But even before that, like when Bluey, like there's so much problem solving that goes on, like, you know, she bends down and she's like, Oh, this rock looks like bird poo or something. <laughs> like, And I was just like, that is so five year old. Anyway. Oh. Um, Yeah, and then how they solve these little problems along the way. Yeah, Even when they're climbing up on each other's shoulders.
0: I know! Come here, Coco! Now get on my shoulders! (laughs) Go, (laughs) Snickers! Yeah, we did it! Great idea, Bluey!
1: And I think this is probably one of the first episodes where snickers gets like that starring role how good is it having a race across a paddock with a dog that just doesn't
0: really have running capability <laughs> like there is something so comedic about snickers that's true i said there weren't many jokes in this but i guess snickers is kind of <laughs> yeah. the running hilarity with his uh, little sausage legs yeah, i know
1: he's so cute
0: <laughs> love snickers we talked about being a bluey or a coco and yeah coco to me from a parenting perspective, is that kid that just is so obliging, like instantly apologizes when you point out they're being frustrating. And in this case, not playing within the rules of the game, but um, swears they'll change their ways. Absolutely. But you realise they're just not listening to a word you're saying.
1: it's only until (laughs) the next instance, and then they just want to be creative again.
0: Alright, but you can't just change the rules to make it easy this time, okay? No, I won't. You promise? I promise. But
1: you know what? I kind of appreciate that. And I was wondering, Mary, because the message of this episode very much is The rules are what makes it fun that's why you play by the rules but there have been other um uh messages within bluey which i feel almost contradict that message okay so for like the creek for example you know it's all about unstructured play and letting being creative and sort of going with the flow you know because blue is very much like oh, this is sort of, like, out of my comfort zone. Uh-huh. And then we've got episodes like The Pool, where, like, the overall message is that boring things are important too, a.k.a. bringing the bag of stuff yes. and rules. So
0: oh, it's, well, I wonder... that like, fine balance, isn't it? It is a balance, and I guess it's a yin and yang, but um, I wonder if this episode is very much the, the antidote to the Montessori approach and the calypsos <laughs> of this world to kind of pushing that well it's not all fun and games well it's all fun and games but (laughs) there are rules to follow it's not all free play and fairies yeah (laughs) but yeah I guess it probably isn't even split between structured games and chaos games where it's more you know just unfolding like it's real life but yeah fairies I guess is the most chaos kind of episode for mine um but Louie does love a structured play session, you know, like we've seen it in
1: shops, we've seen it even in camping. It was really when she and jean Luke were communicating about how they would
0: yeah, tackle it together. Absolutely. That, yeah, it kind of work. Girl loves a plan. Girl does love a plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can... I don't know, I just had flashbacks to school where you're thinking about people that were like, you've got to play by the rules, you know, and the people that would get visibly really upset. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever read Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies? No. So it talks about about how most people fall into one of four categories. And this is probably one of those... There are two types of people, and there are people that categorise people and people that don't. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm definitely the former. Um, but her main ones, I think, are upholders, obligers, rebels, and questioners. Okay. And depending on you as a person, it's like it can help you form habits by understanding. Mm. So I feel like uh, Coco is probably mainly obliger because she's going along, yeah. whereas Bluey is definitely upholder. You know, she knows the rules and, she, oh, and yeah. like she's sort of decided that that's how it's going to be and she
0: follows it through even without external influence. Although everyone's got their point, uh, <laughs> their tipping point I think this episode kind of shows because when Bluey does finally back down. Maybe Coco's right Bluey. Maybe we can just turn to the rules an empty bit. It'll still be Shadowlands. Okay. There's always a it's price, a isn't stakes.
1: there? <laughs> it's a high-stakes offering, really.
0: But, yeah, I, I don't know if, like, obviously there's always blurry lines um, in these books that clearly define everyone <laughs> as something Um I remember an ex-boyfriend of mine gave me the love languages book at oh. one point, but in, in a very like unsubtle, like you don't understand me. Read this book, <laughs> <laughs> and the relationship didn't last for much longer after I was that. Say. So, um, yeah, I by think
1: by all means ask him. I, I think... probably don't give them the book. and... <laughs> force them to read it and be
0: like understand It was very much a my mum approach they probably should have gotten together but anyway um yeah I I think I am definitely not a people definer (laughs) um did you learn what your love language was I didn't even read it I'm such a jerk like never date me um you you know I
1: feel like that ship has sailed
0: Where does this episode go? <laughs> Where
1: does this episode go? Um, the drama, I think, um, when they're walking across the, the palm tree. Yeah. And then they're there and they start howling. We're trapped on a palm
0: tree island.
1: Oh,
0: no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh.
1: And it's just that little heartbreaking <laughs> moment, like, oh, no.
0: But tell you what, go into any schoolyard and there is a lot of howling going on at any given time. Like, it's pretty real to life for dogs, but it's not that unreal to life for kids. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know how earlier you were saying, Mare, that, you
1: know, you're sitting in a park and you just don't understand what kids are doing yeah. or playing or talking. Sometimes kids just burst into tears for no reason and you can't even get sense out of them as to why they're upset. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, so you can imagine the mums moms <laughs> are just like, oh, they must be hungry. Them, All so we oh. did was offer them cupcakes I am <laughs> um, But that moment with the cloud comes oh, over. Yeah. And they're all just sprinting uh, for the picnic mat. Um, What a scramble. Like, my heart's always in my throat. I've seen this episode (laughs) so many times. I still get a little bit tense that they're not going to make it.
0: Well, I said that this was the antidote to the Montessori-Steiner kind of approach, but perhaps actually being in tune with nature is the (laughs) final message of this episode. It is the wind that brings home the conclusion and everyone living happily ever after. So, yeah, it's pretty cute. It is,
1: I love when um Coco and Bluey, like, Snickers' hat falls off <laughs> and they just run and, like, pick him up and start yeah. running. It's very Lord of the Rings, like, with Sam and Frodo. And Sam's like, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. You know, that sprint to the finish line. Absolutely. Uh, I love it. Um Yeah, and then um, they're standing there licking the icing off the cupcakes, which, you know, is just... What else was ever going to happen? I know, really. Like, has a toddler ever eaten an actual
0: full cupcake? (laughs) Not in my experience. (laughs) A cupcake for each hand, Snickers. You got it made in the shade. Final uh, schoolyard throwback, which is a bit of a question. Um, Snickers hat. The legionnaire style oh, one. Yes. Are they still a thing? Like They, they are everywhere. A huge thing. See, I see groups of school kids now and it's all wide-brimmed hats. Like I thought perhaps legionnaires were out of favour or weren't shady enough and you weren't allowed to have them at school anymore. Oh, really? Because last I heard legionnaires at some schools were the preferred oh, style of hat. Oh, okay. They are a terrible fashion statement, well, though, really. Well, no school hat is a good hat, though, because they're just constantly getting squashed and yeah, shoved in a bag with a Apple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that said, every school hat is a good hat. Every every hat. No hat, no place.
1: Look, (laughs) if if your kid's wearing a hat, Brill. Yeah. 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 Will has one hat that he quite often just wears... Inside, and I can't yeah. get him to. I'm pretty sure he's outside right now with it on.
0: Yeah, it's but,
1: raining outside, he's still wearing his hat.
0: But yeah, those Legionnaires ones are pretty much the antithesis of style, aren't yeah. they? Like, <laughs> pretty hideous. But Snickers manages to pull it off. Yeah,
1: you know, but we live in a
0: country where sun smart, being sun smart is um, the main thing. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> And probably no one's going to be taking style advice from us anytime soon no, anyway. So, thought so moving on. Um, you can find us for all non-style advice related things on the socials. We're on uh, Instagram at BlueyPod, on Twitter at BlueyPodcast, and um, Facebook, just search a Bluey pod or gotta be done yeah. um, you can send us an email too thank and you. can we
1: just say thank you as well for all the um, reviews that have been left lately on our site it means so much it's a great way um, if you like what we do to share a bit of bluey love with people because then it gets um, it means that the show's more likely to show up in their feed when uh, it's promoted so if you could please uh, give us
0: a review that would be amazing thank uh, you Thank you. Um, we're continuing (laughs) our... A flash dance. Why did that come into my head? We're continuing <laughs> our uh, sprint as the cloud comes over to the cupcakes with, um, recapping all of season one by the March 17 new season drop. I know.
1: It's so exciting. Um, and it's how good is it that people in wider Blueyland are
0: getting very excited about the new episodes too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's, it's already shaping up to a big year. Also sprinting against the imminent arrival <laughs> of Kate's baby. What a champion. No, is. we've,
1: We're going to make it more than happen. It'll be (laughs) fine. What are you
0: talking about? It's all good. But yes, we'll keep you posted. And in the meantime, thanks so much, Kate. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. Bye. Bye. How about we just pretend in this bit all the crocodiles are asleep? You can't change the rules, Coco. Oh, why not?